Hello and welcome to another episode of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stishon, and once again I'm bringing you another one of the creepiest, scariest, and most skin-crawling tales of terror that the golden age of radio had to offer. This week we go back to the world of the mysterious traveler as we bring back another story about a mad scientist who redefines the term monkeying around. Today... The cast of Doug Shapiro, Ian Gears, Jessica Lorian, and myself reincarnate The Strange Journal of Professor Drake, which originally aired on January 16th, 1944. So turn off the lights, gather round, and remember, if this story scares you, don't worry. It scared your grandpappy first. And enjoy the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. This is the Mysterious Traveler, inviting you to join him on another journey into the realm of the strange and terrifying. I hope you enjoy the trip, that it will thrill you a little and chill you a little. So settle back, get a good grip on your nerves. Where are we going? (laughs) Well, that's hard to say. So many of us think we know where we're going, but fate has a way of changing our destination as in the tale of the strange journal of Professor Drake. You seem a bit nervous. Perhaps it would calm your nerves if... Perhaps it would calm your nerves if I were to read to you from Professor Drake's journal. There are some extremely interesting entries in it, particularly those beginning with the entry made November 1st. November 1st. Today, Paul is reaching the final stages in the preparation of his serum number 14. After two years of intensive work and 13 failures, he believes that he's at last on the right trail. Day and night he works, refusing to rest, determined to succeed. What's the temperature of the serum now, Father? 86.3, Paul. We mustn't let it drop too fast. Shall I apply more heat? Yes, but be careful. Hold the mouth of the tube away from the flame. Good. Now let me have it. You'd better enter the temperature in the journal. All right, Paul. Let me see. Serum number 14 removed from pressure chamber at 5 p.m. Temperature 122 degrees centigrade. Allowed to... Now who can that be? Hello? Yes, this is the home of Professor Drake. No, this is his father. Reporters? No, I'm sorry, but Professor Drake has nothing to say to the press. No, I can't reveal the experiment he's engaged in. Goodbye. Now there's someone at the door. If these reporters are hanging around... Answer it, will you, Father? And no matter who it is, I can't see them. All right, son. All right, I'm coming. Julia. Hello, doctor. Where's Paul? I'm, I must see him. 
You can't, Julia. He's in the midst of an experiment. But I haven't seen or heard from him in two weeks. <laughs> After all, I am his fiance. Julia, if Paul succeeds in the experiment he's engaged in, he'll go down in history as one of the world's greatest scientists. But what kind of experiment is it? He hasn't held a class at the university for two weeks, and everyone's wondering what he's working on. I'm sorry, Julia, but I can't reveal it even to you. Now you must excuse me. I'm sure Paul will call you the moment he's through. Well, all right. But tell him I was here, and I'll be waiting for his call. Yes, Julia, I'll do that. Goodbye. I must hurry. The serum can't be allowed to cool too rapidly. Is everything all right, Paul? Yes. The temperature is now down to 72.5. Prepare five cc's of nitrate solution, will you, Father? Yes, of course. Paul, that was Julia. What did she want? To see you, of course. I told her a dozen times the work I'm engaged in is more important than either of us. Is the nitrate solution ready? Here you are, Paul. Well, this is the last step for serum number 14. If, when I add this nitrate, the serum turns blue, it will be ready for use. It isn't changing color. It takes a moment or two for it to... It's changing color now! You're right! Now there remains the ultimate test. Its use upon a human being. Yes. I'm going to test the serum on myself. No, Paul. I mean, let me be the guinea pig. If anything goes wrong, a small-town doctor like myself wouldn't be missed. But a great scientist like you would be. Thank you, Father. But I can't allow anyone to take it but myself. Will you make the entries in the journal while I prepare 50 cc's of the serum? All right, Paul. My journal must be complete on every step in the experiment. Serum number 14 was completed at 8.27 p.m. First injection of 50 cc's received by Professor Drake at... Are you ready, Paul? Yes, Father. You can record in the journal that the first injection of serum number 14 occurred at 8... 30 p.m. That was the first entry in Professor Drake's strange journal. Here is the entry for November 3rd. This morning, three days after the first injection, serum number 14 began to have an effect on Paul. After two years of failure, he has succeeded. It's amazing, Paul! Try the next wait. All right. Now, wait until I get a good grip on it. There. You're gaining every hour. Yes. <laughs> Have you entered the results in my journal, Father? Yes. I'll answer it, Paul. If it's those newspaper men again, tell them I have nothing to say. Oh. It's you, Julia. Yes. I found the outer door unlocked and took the liberty of coming in. Please let me pass. I want to see Paul. But Paul is busy. He isn't to be disturbed. For three days I've been calling, and the answer has always been the same. He's busy. Well, this time you can't put me off. I will see him. But, Julia, he can't... Hello, darling. What? Uh, oh, uh, hello, Julia. You don't seem very happy to see me, Paul. 
Y you haven't even kissed me. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. But, Paul, you squeezed me so tightly. I'm sorry, dear. I'm afraid I don't know my own strength. <laughs> That's all right. On second thought, I really don't mind. It shows that you did miss me. Uh, how have you been? Lonely. You look so tired, Paul. Why don't you rest for a few days? Oh, I can't, Julia, until I've completed my experiment. What kind of experiment is it? What are all those weights on the floor? Darling, I can't reveal anything yet, not even to you. But when my work is done, you'll be the first one to hear about it. Now you must leave. <sighs> all right, Paul, but, but promise you'll call me from time to time so that I'll know how you are. I'll do that. And you mustn't worry about me, dear. Goodbye. I tried to keep her up, Paul, but she insisted. All right, Father. Let's get back to work. Did you make the entry in the journal about the 300-pound weight? Yes. Good. Now, I'll try 400 pounds. Be careful, Paul. I will. There. I've lifted it off the floor. <sighs> I'm afraid that's my limit. But think of it, Paul. Before you took the serum, you could only lift a 200-pound weight. But now you're able to lift 400 pounds. Your strength has been doubled. Yes. If I'm right, my serum can change the future of mankind. With the added strength it gives, man will be able to resist diseases that he succumbs to now. His lifespan will be lengthened by 20 or 30 years. Yes, but it isn't completely tested. We have months, per perhaps years, of work ahead of us. Now that we've seen the effects of the first injection, we'll try a second. Another 50 cc's? Yes. You make a record of it in the journal while I prepare it. After the results of the first injection were noted, a second injection of 50 cc's of serum number 14 was taken by Professor Drake at... At exactly 8.15 p.m. Here's the entry for November 6th. Serum number 14 is effective beyond Paul's wildest hopes. The result of the second injection were fully as remarkable as those of the first. Think of it, Paul. Today you were able to pick up a 600-pound weight with ease. Why are you staring at yourself in the mirror so? Oh, I don't know. What will the next step in the experiment be? Next step? Yes, Paul. Paul, why do you keep looking at yourself in the mirror like that? Do you notice any change in my head? The contour? Why, no. Of course not. <laughs> suppose it's just my imagination. And yet my face, the shape of my head, seems to have changed slightly. Nonsense, Paul. I've brought you up since you were an infant. Don't you think I'd notice a change if there were one? Yes. Of course, it must be just my imagination. On November 7th, he wrote, This morning, when I entered the laboratory, I found Paul fast asleep at his desk. Wake up, Paul. Wake up. What? Oh, <laughs> I must have fallen asleep at my desk. What time is it, Father? Is it still night? 
No, it's eight in the morning. You should have gone to bed when I... Paul, no, it can't be. What is it, Father? What's wrong? Your face. My face? Quick, hand me that mirror. <gasps> no. No. I was right last night about my face changing. It's easy to see this morning. Paul, what does it mean? It means... I failed. Notice the way my features are becoming coarse and flattened. The serum has tripled my strength, but it's causing me to go backwards to what man was thousands of years ago. Paul, you don't mean... Yes, father. Physically, I am slowly changing into an ape. Oh, no. Paul, we must do something to stop this change. There's no need to get excited, father. You forget, we have the neutralizer solution I prepared. It should be the antidote for serum number 14. You mean with an injection of the neutralizer solution, your appearance will revert to normal? Yes, within 24 hours. Oh, while you're preparing for the injection, I'll make an entry of it into the journal. Good. And after I've taken the neutralizer, you must take photographs and, and measurements of my face as it is now. I want my journal to be complete to the last detail. Yes, Paul. Serum number 14 has failed, as noted in Professor Drake's own record, to wipe out effects of serum number 14, 100 cc's of neutralizer solution was injected at... At exactly 8.17 a.m. The entry for November 8th says, The horrible changes at serum number 14 worked on Paul prevented me from sleeping last night. At dawn, unable to wait any longer to see the results of the neutralizer solution, I arose and slipped quietly into the laboratory. There I found Paul asleep, his head buried in his arms. Wake up, Paul. Wake up. What? Paul! I'm sorry, Father. For a moment, I, I didn't know you. I wanted to kill you. Paul, your face, it's worse. What? Look in this mirror. No, 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 that can't be my face. It, it can't be. The neutralizer solution. It didn't work. It must have been too weak to overcome the serum in my body. Look at me, father. My face has become broad, the, the features flattened, the cheekbones prominent. And notice how thick the hair on my body has become. I've reverted to the Neanderthal man. The Neanderthal man? But Paul, he existed 50,000 years ago. Yes, I know. At the swift pace I'm retrogressing, it may only be a week, a few days, before I revert into an ape. No, no. Hello? Oh, it's you, Julia. Paul? Tell her I can't see her, Father. I, I can't see anyone. I'm sorry, Julia, but Paul is busy. No, Julia, he'll get in touch with you as soon as possible. Goodbye. Paul, what are you going to do? Every minute that passes... Yes, there's only one way I can save myself. I must find a neutralizer that will stop serum number 14 from changing me into an ape before it's too late. Entry for November 9th. Paul and I have been working tirelessly for 24 hours without rest, but so far have been unsuccessful in finding a neutralizer. 
The hours come and go so quickly that it's frightening. And with the passage of the hours, Paul changes. He has now reverted to the intermediate stage between man and ape. The Java Man. I find it almost impossible to recognize him. November 10th. Paul has been working for 48 hours without a rest. This morning when I entered the laboratory, he was staring at the mirror with a crazed look in his eyes. He has begun to assume the appearance of an ape. Paul, you can't go on this way. You must get some rest. I can't rest. Every minute is precious. I, I lost four hours. You lost four hours? I don't understand. While I was working here last night, I glanced at the clock to find it was just three o'clock. Then the next thing I remember was finding myself in the hall, and the clock was just striking seven. I can't remember those four hours, where I was, what I was doing. Oh, what can that mean? It means in that four hours, I lost my ability to think as a man. My mentality became that of an ape. No, Paul, it can't be. But it is, father. My skull is shrinking, pressing in my brain. These spells will occur more and more frequently as the days go by until... You better begin entering in the journal the changes in me that have taken place in the past 24 hours. Yes, Paul. No matter what happens, the journal must be complete. Are you ready? Yes. November 10th. The changes in my appearance continue. I am now passing from the Java Man state into the Semiaday family, of which apes are a part. My physical dimensions are as follows. Weight, 220 pounds. Height, 5 feet 9 inches. Chest, 52 inches. Expanded. My body is completely covered with a growth of hair, making it more and more difficult to bear the heat of my own clothing. The skin of my face and body is rapidly turning to a deep brown and becoming extremely coarse and calloused. Are you writing all this down, father? Yes, Paul. My arms have lengthened almost five inches, and I find myself walking more and more in a stooped manner with my hands almost touching the floor. As yet, no change in my voice has been noted. Please, Paul, that's enough for now. Let's not waste any more time. We must find a neutralizer that will save you. Father, my hands. They've lost their dexterity. I, I can't handle test tubes or chemicals any longer. You'll have to do it for me. I'll do everything you want me to, Paul, but we must hurry. There may be so little time left. On November 11th, he wrote, Another 24 hours has passed, and still no success. Except for his human speech, Paul is now indistinguishable from an ape. November 12th, Last night, Paul's mind slipped back to the mentality of an ape. He suddenly dropped a test tube and snarled at me. In that moment, he was completely an ape. When I spoke to him, he bared his teeth. I left the laboratory, locking the door behind me. Early this morning, Paul called to me in a normal voice, and we resumed our frantic search. November 13th. Last night, while Paul and I were in the midst of our search for a neutralizer... I left the laboratory in order to get some chemicals from the supply room. 
when I returned to the laboratory. Paul, I have the nitrate compound you wanted, and also the... Paul? Paul, where are you? Paul? The window. It's wide open. He must have gone out the window. But why? I've got to find him. Paul? Where are you? Paul? Good evening, Doctor. What? Oh, it's you, Professor Williams. I didn't recognize you for a moment. It's so dark. Are you looking for someone? Why, no, I was just getting a little fresh air. Fine, fine. So am I. Do you mind if I walk with you a bit? No, of, of course not. Is there anything wrong, Doctor? You keep looking around so nervously. Oh, no. Nothing's wrong. Well, all they're talking about the universe these days is a secret experiment Paul's engaged in. Everyone's expecting another great discovery from him. How's he coming along? What was that? It sounded like a woman screaming. Quick, come with me. <gasps> it's a woman. Give me a hand while I take a look at her. How is she, Doctor? She's dead. Murdered. Half the bones in her body have been crushed. Entry for November 14th. Last night, after the police had questioned me, I returned here to find Paul in the laboratory, his mind normal. He could recall nothing of what had happened or where he had been, and I didn't have the courage to tell him. Paul and I have been working for 24 hours and at last feel we have a neutralizer that will save him. While it is being developed, he is sleeping in his room. To prevent another accident from occurring, today I had steel bars placed over Paul's bedroom windows. Oh, it's you, Julia. Good evening, Doctor. I want to see Paul. I'm sorry, Julia, but Paul can't be disturbed. He's asleep in his room. It's been almost two weeks since I've seen or heard from Paul. Even if he's asleep, I insist on seeing him just to know he's all right. I can understand your anxiety, Julia, but I assure you Paul is quite well. I'll have him call you as soon as he wakes up. No, Doctor. I won't be put off again. I am going to see Paul. Julia, come back! You can't see him now. Julia! Julia, don't go in his room. Oh, here it is. Julia, you shouldn't have... Why, he isn't here. His room is empty. He isn't here. Why have you steel bars on his windows? And on this one over here, the bars are bent apart. Yes, you're right. Why were these bars put on Paul's windows? I'm sorry, Julia, but I can't tell you. It It's all part of the experiment. This window. It's as though someone bent the bars to escape. Now, Julia, you're just letting your imagination run away with you. No, I'm not! But no man could have bent those bars as strong as these. <gasps> that ape! What ape? Julia? The one that the police believed crushed that poor girl to death last night. Now, really, Julia, do you think... You were using him in the experiment. Yes! And that's why you had bars put on the window. This room was his cage, and now he's escaped. Julia, you're wrong. I assure you. But Paul, where is he? Did he go after the ape? Answer me! I promised Paul I wouldn't tell anyone about it. He's out looking for the ape, isn't he? And the ape's a killer. 
Please, Julia, everything will be all right if you'll only... You may be willing to let Paul risk his life on some stupid experiment, but I am not. I'm going to get the police. No, Julia, don't do that. Come back. Come back! We interrupt this program to bring you a message from police headquarters. Twenty minutes ago, an unidentified girl was found crushed to death. It is believed that she was killed by the same ape that murdered Betty Ryan late last night. All residents are warned to get off the streets and lock themselves in their homes. Police are conducting an intensive search for this animal, and it is believed... Father. Paul. Father, I heard what he announced. This is the mysterious what? traveler again. They're gone. Have you enjoyed our I little trip? I killed that girl tonight. What am I, I going to do with... And the one last night, too? Now, what am I, I going her. to do Paul, with the strange wasn't journal of Professor Drake? You didn't know what I you were doing. I thought I might it carry matter. on. I am still I responsible I for their deaths. Experiments. You mustn't think about it, But I would need someone Paul. to assist me. Remember the thousands of lives your other serums have saved. So that's why you had steel bars Perhaps placed over like my bedroom volunteer. windows. Paul, listen oh, to me. The police are looking everywhere for you. We haven't a moment to lose. The Perhaps new neutralizer we were working on soon. last night should be just about ready now, shouldn't it? I take this same train <sighs> yes. every week. And this time, I am certain it will wipe out the effects of serum number 14. It's 20 times as powerful as the first neutralizer I created. You must take an injection before it's too late and you slip into the darkness of an ape. Yes, yes, you are right. Remove the tube of neutralizer from the pressure machine, Father, and prepare 100 cc's of it at once. Yes, Paul. After you've received the injection, how long will it take for you to return to normal? If my calculations are correct, I shall return to normal in 24 hours. Hurry, Father. I feel so strange. All right, Paul. It'll only take me a few more seconds. The police? Paul, they've come for you. Quick, Father, the neutralizer. Before it's too late. I have to fill this hypodermic, Paul, before I can give you the injection. Open up, I tell you. We know you have that ape in that house. Hurry, Father, hurry! All right, men. Break the door down. Father, it'll be too late in a second. I'm almost ready, Paul. The ape! There he is, men. Be careful now. Paul, come back! He's escaped. Flash a warning to every patrol car. Issue Tommy guns to all the men. The orders are shoot to kill. No, no, don't let them do that. I can control him. If you'll only call your men off, I'll bring him back. Sorry, Doctor, but you've done quite enough already. This is a matter for the police now, and we're out to kill that ape. All right, men, spread out. We've got him covered now. He can't escape with that river behind him. Advance cautiously and look carefully around you. Please, Chief, you've got to listen to me. If you'll only let me inject this neutralizer into him, there won't be any need for all this. The answer is still no. That ape would kill you before you knew what happened. No, he wouldn't. He knows me. Don't listen to him, Chief. That ape's a killer. Why, Paul hasn't even returned yet. Perhaps the ape has... <sighs> Don't you cry, Miss King. We're going to put an end to that ape once and for all. Chief, you must listen to me. That ape, it isn't... Chief, I think I spotted him. Where? Over there, on the water's edge! Yes, you're right. It's the ape. No, no, it isn't an ape. It's my son, Paul. Your son, Paul? I know an ape when I see one, and that is an ape. Yes, I know, but he's changed into an ape. This neutralizer will bring him back to- He must be crazy, chief. Yeah. Okay, Joe, you're the sharpshooter. Let him have it. No, I won't let you. 
I'm coming, Paul. I'm coming. Doctor, come back. Come back. You hear me? Hold your fire, Joe. Paul, here I am. It's father. I have the neutralizer. Paul? Paul, don't you recognize me? I've come to help you. Paul, give me your arm so that I can give you an injection. Paul, no! Don't! It's too late, Chief! He's done for! Yeah. Joe, let him have it. My chest! Oh, Father, where am I? What's happened? And that concludes our reincarnation of the strange journal of Professor Drake from the Mysterious Traveler in another episode of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. I'd like to thank my cast for helping me bring the script back to life. And new episodes of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast can be found every Thursday on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram so you never miss an announcement and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Hopefully we raised a hair or two. But for now, that's it for me, Dave Stishin, and the rest of us at the Reincarnated Radio Podcast, where we scared your grandpappy first. <laughs>